0: Welcome to The Thought Vault, where we learn to unlock our minds to live with more purpose and bold intention. I'm your host, Emily Vermillion. Take a deep breath, and let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of The Thought Vault. We are talking about rewriting our story in this episode. We've all heard the words subconscious and conscious. I think most of us understand these words on the surface and understand they refer to the operation method of our minds. But what do these terms really mean? And more importantly, how can having a better understanding of the way our minds work help us capture our thoughts and rewrite our stories, which will in turn lead to a more joyful and fulfilling life? This episode is going to be a fast dive into how you can open your mind and control your subconscious thoughts, which will allow your conscious mind to take control and manifest real change in your life. I could expand on this for hours on end, but in this episode, I want to keep this concept simple. My hope is that you will have a good basis to start making changes now in your daily life for real results, simply by learning how to control your subconscious thoughts and allow your consciousness thoughts to run your day. First, let's talk about the role of the subconscious mind versus the conscious mind. Subconscious mind handles many parts of our functioning that's happening without us thinking about it, like breathing, making our heartbeat and blinking, for example. Our conscious mind handles observing and decoding our five senses. This is the aspect of our mental processing that we can think and talk about rationally. It's what we are thinking about in the moment. But here lies the problem and where the battle between consciousness lies. As we grow and experience more in life, whether through relationships or physical activity or any element, our subconscious mind will naturally seep into elements of our conscious thought process where it doesn't belong. It's supposed to be there to take care of the subconscious elements like blinking and breathing, but because our brain looks for the quickest path for completing things, our subconscious mind will bring up feelings and thoughts without us actively pursuing them. So what does that even mean? Well, think about things that trigger aggravation or anxiety. Most times we are not seeking to feel those things, but they are triggered by our circumstances to come about. Our brain shortcuts to those emotions based on past experiences. This is the reality of how our mind is working, basing our present off of evidence from our past. And let's think about that for a moment. Our subconscious brain is in overdrive on a daily basis, and in turn, we react to our current situations in our life, whether it's our relationship, a work issue, or whatever we're facing at that moment, based on our past experience. Have you ever heard of married couples arguing the same issues over and over again for years or even their entire lifetime? This is a perfect example of subconscious condition. Many people have heard the saying that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting a different result. This is an example of living in subconscious mode. This is why the statistic that up to 90% of our day is completely habitual is so eye opening meaning we are allowing our subconscious brain to run our day, run the way we interact with others or feel about life. And this is so important to realize. As we focus on the topic of this episode, rewriting our story, keep that in the back of your mind. I'd love for you to grab a pen and paper and write down people's name in your life. They could be friends, who people you work with, family, whoever, and write immediately the feeling you have for them. This quick exercise may help you narrow in where your subconscious mind might be in overdrive. Those people aren't physically there with you right now, and you're not interacting with them right now, yet you feel a certain way about them. Why? It's based on past interactions. Second, think about the habits you've formed based on your past experiences that perpetuates your day-to-day life. Examples of this would be like vegging out in front of the TV in the evening because you're used to doing that when work is really stressful or eating a bowl of ice cream every day because that's something you did when you were younger and it always made you feel good when you got home from school. That was like a thing you did and you've carried that into you know your adulthood, eating treats after a long day at work. Write down those bad habits or think about them in this moment. These could even include emotions such as depression, anxiety, or anger, negative self-talk, or feeling stuck with a current situation that is bothering you. Be honest with yourself. List out all of your negative perpetual habits that continue to present themselves in your life. Now, write down any past experiences that you think could be triggering your response to your present. An example could be pinpointing something in in your past that's occurred, like having an emotional response to getting negative feedback at some point in your life. I have a specific day in elementary school I remember getting in trouble, and I still get that gut-wrenching feeling in my stomach because I do not like to disappoint people. It could be from a time that you didn't feel safe. Something scary happened in your past, and you have this safety trigger or a time you may have been picked on or underappreciated. It could be your own self-dialogue repeating itself based on several different factors that you've struggled with in your confidence. If you have a negative habit, it could have been a feeling of release that you got when you consumed food or shopped or drank alcohol, for example. What is the feeling you got from that past experience that you're perpetuating into bad habits now? It could even be related to another person, that triggers things in you immediately where your guard goes up and you feel defensive. Try to connect these dots. It doesn't have to be profound. It can be something as simple as someone being afraid of heights because someone shook your shoulders in a playful manner while you were gazing over a mountain. Then all of a sudden, a script is written in your mind. So that emotion invokes itself in your life every time you're in a high place, just because of that one small event. But I want you to know that you can change these things. You can alter these triggers and learn about rewriting your past so that you can live more joyfully right now. Again, let's reiterate what we've just talked about. In a nutshell, our conscious and subconscious are in a cycle of thoughts capturing thoughts. Our conscious mind is receiving the information from our five senses, decoding that information and creating assumptions and feelings about it. The only way your mind can create assumptions is by connecting dots from our past to the present. This is happening all day long with our conversations, with our interactions, with what we are thinking about, choosing to eat, deciding what route to drive, the way to complete our task. And the only thing that's going to stop that are disruptions. Disruptions are where we have the opportunity to think differently and feel differently. For some people, rewriting the script can be instantaneous and can be as simple as making a conscious effort to acknowledge what they don't want to say, do, or feel, and they just choose to do it differently from that point forward. My father did this with smoking. He grew up in a generation where literally everyone smoked. It was what everyone did. And he had wanted to quit in the past. He had quit several times. But then one day he said he was riding in his truck and he just said out loud, God, I do not want to smoke anymore. I'm not going to smoke anymore, and this is ending now, and he never picked up a cigarette again, and this was over 20 years ago. After he had probably smoked for longer than a decade, he just instantly decided, I'm not doing this anymore. Other times, it may take a conscious effort over time. Being aware and thinking is the first step to identifying the thoughts that you have about X, Y, or Z like having a strained relationship. And every time you talk to this person, you're on guard and your stomach drops. To change this, it will take you beginning to purposefully prep yourself before talking. This is just another person who has their own problems. Their problems are not my problems. Their mood does not dictate my mood. You just kind of say that to yourself before you start interacting with them. It's a good way to prep your brain and get it into a mode of I'm not going to feel anxious about talking to them. I'm not going to be defensive right now. I'm just a person and they're just a person. Addressing your past and learning to rewrite it includes the topic of mindfulness because it's a big part of the equation. In previous episodes, we spend time talking about mindfulness. So go check out those episodes. They're good, if I do say so myself, about teaching you tools and the way that your brain works. Mindfulness is the practice of purposefully focusing on the situation we are in at any given moment. Instead of allowing our minds to run an internal dialogue, we just simply focus on the facts, so to speak, of what we are doing and try to not have feelings or thoughts penetrate that moment. You're just being an observer. You're observing yourself in the situation, meaning you have no presumptions about what is happening or allowing the thoughts in your mind to dictate how you are operating in that actual circumstance. When we are forcing ourselves to be consciously aware without any internal dialogue of decoding, we are present in the moment and experiencing what is right in front of us, making the moment more memorable and establishing new emotions without the cloud of our past. And that is the main key to mindfulness is trying to stay focused without internal dialogue. Take the example of being afraid of heights from earlier. In the moment, instead of repeating in your mind, I can't do this. I'm afraid of heights. I don't want to go up there, which is based on a past experience. Switch your thoughts to this is exciting. I feel nervous, but I'm okay. Don't repeat the thought, I'm afraid, because your brain will give you the feeling of afraid at that surface, at the surface of that moment. And you're going to feel afraid if that's what you are telling yourself inside your mind. You won't be able to go on that roller coaster or hike to that beautiful view because you're believing something right now from your past self. There have been studies that people only retain 50% of what they hear within the same hour. <laughs> so that's why we have to actively work on being present. This will lessen our brain's subconscious role of filling in the gaps, making that interaction just like all the other things we've done. All the other feelings we've had are like any other day. If we are actively participating in our lives, we will begin to rewrite our story. Learning to be present and aware allows our mind to make new connections to people, places, and thoughts. If we are able to think differently, we are going to experience our lives differently by not allowing our past to influence our present. In order to think differently and create lasting changes, we need to talk about neurogenesis. It's basically switching on your brain. In Lamentations 3.22 verse, and verse 23, it says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. This expands our view of God's mercy and grace. His mercies in light of our brain's ability to change is scientifically proven In understanding that neurogenesis, basically the birth of new baby nerve cells in our brain, is actually occurring. Praise Jesus. He created us for change, for movement, for action past what has been, birthing from what we've seen, felt, and heard into new life. When I consider all the things I've accomplished and what I have labored hard to achieve, it was evidence that I had disrupted my normal to make it occur. The only times I've been really proud of myself or have very vivid memories have been things done out of the ordinary. When focusing on the wrong things, we tend to get lost in the mundaneness of life. We don't enjoy the things that should bring us the most joy and the pursuits we have are often misguided. And this is how focusing on rewriting our stories can have profound effects. We all have a background. We all have a past. Some of our past may be a great foundation, and other parts of our past may have created things about ourselves that we struggle with. And let's expand on the word past, because the past is perpetually occurring moments in our life, meaning it's not hap- if it's not happening now, it was in the past. It was the last moment. It was the last second. If we allow our subconscious to control our lives, we will forever repeat the things that are not savory. We will always be in a cycle of doing the same things, thinking the same way, and never changing the way we think about life or how we live it. There are things about me I don't like, habits I've nurtured over time that don't serve me well. I have weak parts of my character I pray to strengthen, but if I don't invite God in to take control of those and consciously work at mindfully changing them, they will forever stay the same and I will forever be disappointed with that area of my life. To do things differently, we have to first think differently. The only way we can think differently is by training our mind to do it. Just like exercising our bodies, we can exercise our brain. Our brain is a muscle that we can control. Our brain does not control us. Before responding in a conversation, practice long pauses, not awkward, just a moment to pause to help you center your thoughts. When I'm talking to people, I try to focus on their eyes or a spot in the room if I'm on the phone so my mind is less likely to wander. Keeping mindful of the interaction I'm having and not listening to my internal dialogue is my number one goal. Why? Because I'm trying to practice mindfulness and really being aware of what I'm doing and hearing and listening to so that I'm responding to it without this like, oh, she's just complaining or, oh, I don't want to hear about this right now. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I don't want to be on the phone. I don't want to be talking to her right now. It's like keeping all that chatter out so that I'm just actively in the moment talking to that person. So I'm creating a new thought about this person or a new thought about what they're saying. It's creating awareness, basically. And if I'm playing with my kids, I will have my phone in the other room so that I'm not distracted by notifications or interrupted. And this helps me stay consciously aware of what I'm doing, making it easier for me to just be experiencing and taking in all the nuance to my conversations with my children, the way their voices sound, the way their bodies move while they're playing and just the light of the sun on their hair, on their face, just elements about them that I hope to never forget. I'm notorious for not remembering details. Adam, my husband, can remember so many crazy details, and I don't. You know why? Because I'm very intrinsically motivated and I'm constantly overanalyzing and inside my head. So, in moments, I may be there physically, but my mind is other places. So, I don't take in all the details of where I'm at or what I'm doing. So, I don't remember a lot of things. And it just proves to me that I've been allowing my subconscious mind to just shortcut like, oh, yeah, I'm watching this. I'm watching a movie right now. whip doo like no big deal. Or, oh, yeah, I'm riding in the car in this new place. But, you know, I need to work on this X, Y, Z. And I'm like on my phone or on my computer. And I'm not taking in like this beautiful mountain or whatever we're riding by. You know, I'm allowing internal things to go on that are keeping me from being present. Time blocking is a great technique for a work environment. I remember when I worked in an office, ancillary things would distract me or make me aggravated, and it would keep me from focusing on my task at hand. It would just change my demeanor or, and my level of discontent. Turn email notifications off, silence your phone, don't open another tab on your computer until that one thing is completed. You're able to focus and give yourself the opportunity to presently engage and not be derailed by internal dialogue about that meeting that you have later that you don't have time for or that nagging task your boss is writing you about, which just infiltrates your thinking and drums up feelings that are completely unassociated with what you're actually trying to do. So if you allow all these distractions and all this stuff to infiltrate, you know, your progress and performance, you're just overall going to be aggravated, which is overall going to make you discontent about being at your job, because you're just going to have this short-circuited emotion caused by your subconscious mind that work is annoying. But it's not even really your work. It's just these little things that are interrupting you and making it take longer for you to accomplish something, which is making you disappointed and aggravated in yourself. See how these things can snowball? So it's really about trying to keep the internal dialogue to a minimum and really preparing your mind to focus on what you're doing and be present and mindful of it rather than allowing feelings from the conversation you had earlier with a colleague or the ancillary email that you got that's completely from left field that, oh my gosh, now I have to deal with that. These little aggravations keep you in an aggravated state and makes your mind feel aggravated irregardless of the circumstance. So if you allow your internal dialogue to run that constant chatter in your mind all day, you're just not being aware of what's currently happening. And every day just feels, starts to feel the exact same way. Another thing to do is change up routines. This is a great way to help you stay mindful and disrupt your normal with something new. Remember when I said earlier, things that I remember the most or feel the most proud about are things that are, we out of the normal that I just felt exhilarated from. If you normally wake up at the last second to start your day and you always begin feeling behind and you know aggravated and rushed, that's not a good way to feel all day long. So get up an hour earlier, put your alarm clock on the other side of the room so that you have to physically get out of bed to hit snooze. You won't be able to hit it that many times. That extra hour can literally change your entire demeanor. It gives you time to think, to read, to enjoy breakfast, work on a house project, anything. And before you know it, that extra time will have repaid you with a new goal accomplished that you've really been wanting to do, a new project completed, a new way of feeling about each day. The list just can go on and on. And simply by enacting a change in your routine, You could literally change parts of your whole life. I mean, think about if you had an extra hour to focus on a side project that you are very passionate about. And if you had an hour every day to do that, how much further along in a year you would be on accomplishing that major goal. It's huge and it can make you feel so much more proud and accomplished in your life in that respect. If you're in the habit of listening to serious podcasts. I'm saying this to myself. If you're in the habit of listening to serious podcasts all day long, putting your brain in complete overdrive, schedule only a certain time of day to listen to podcasts and take the earbuds out. You're going to be amazed at what the sound of nature does for your body and how not having that constant chatter in your background helps you to see what's going on in your day and feel good about it and feel better and feel more relaxed. These are simple examples, but in a nutshell, it's truly about focusing in the present moment, truly engaging with your surroundings, consciously interacting based on the now and what's happening in front of you, not allowing your subconscious to flip you into autopilot. That's what we're trying to avoid here. We do not want to go on autopilot. Because before you know it, a year is gone and you're no further along or still feeling the same way, still dealing with the same struggle and grievances and heartache because you haven't taken the time to disrupt what your brain is trying to force you to just deal with because it doesn't want to expend extra energy to think differently. But God gives us new mercies every morning. He created our brain to have new cells in it every time we wake up. He wants us to enact change in our life. He wants us to think differently, to do things differently, to have new thoughts and feelings and draw closer to Him each and every day. And we're not going to do that if we're just living the same life every day, thinking the same thoughts every day, feeling the same feelings every day. Every single day, it's seeing the beauty in that precise moment, knowing you are alive, responding to life based on the now, stopping the dialogue of the past, or even the obsession of the future. Don't allow your past to dictate your future. Don't allow who you've been to demand that's how you will always be. God created us differently. He created our brain to form those new cells for a reason so that we can alter how we've been and live consciously for a new future. Isaiah 40, 28-31 Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be wary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be wary. They shall walk and not faint. This verse honestly brings me to tears every time I read it. With Christ, we shall mount up with wings like eagles. That is something to praise. Our past cannot keep us down if we don't allow it to. We are given a new life. We are a new creation in the eyes of Christ. Why aren't we seeing ourselves this way? You can live the way you want to. You can feel the way you want to. You are able to do things a new way and have new experiences. Train your brain. Give your life your all. What other time do you have but now? Be here now. I think that's some slogan somewhere. Be here now because where else are you? The past has gone and the future isn't promised. Don't allow your past to keep you from living your life. Rewrite your story. All you have to do is think differently. I'd like to end this episode with a prayer. If you can, bow bow your head, close your eyes so you can just be in the moment and not be distracted. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this message. We thank you for the understanding that you've created us in your likeness, that we have the capability, the strength within us to mount up like eagles and live a new life, to serve you, Lord, to see our life for what it is, to see the beauty of in all of it, to learn from all of it, to have the opportunity to think differently, to feel differently, to learn, to teach ourselves how life can be different. Our past doesn't dictate our future. You told us that, Lord. You gave us a new life. And we pray, God, for the discernment, for the motivation to do things differently, for the knowledge to see what you've put in front of us, the opportunities that you have for us right now, that we stop living in the mundane, that we stop allowing ourselves to go into autopilot and not take advantage of the new mercies you give us each and every day. Thank you, God, for creating our minds to work the way they do, for allowing our minds to take us to places we haven't been yet, God, you are on our side and we are capable. We pray, God, that you will just give us the ability to see it. Give us the energy to enact it, to not allow ourselves to live in the autopilot zone, to wake up with a zeal, to live our best now. God, we thank you for the gift you've given us the gift of life. Thank you for sending your son so that we may have relationship with you, Lord. We pray, God, for a wonderful day today and for a wonderful new way of thinking, serving you, and living out the life you created us to live. Amen. I'd love to have you on the inside. So make sure you follow the link in the show notes to join our email list. I'm working on a new devotional slash soul workbook, I'm going to call it. And I'll be giving the details about that to my email subscribers. It's coming soon. And I'm so excited. Make sure you are following me over on Instagram. My handle is at by Emily Vermillion. You can follow the podcast with the hashtag the thought vault. And make sure to follow us on Facebook at the thought vault. And if you haven't already, please leave a review on the podcast. It means so much to me and is very helpful in getting the word of this podcast out into the podcast world. I just said podcast like a hundred times, but please leave a review. Please subscribe. Please share and tag me in it. Um, Share a screenshot of you listening to the podcast and tag me. That is amazing. And I would love you, love you, love you for it. So until next time, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. By the renewing of your mind, Romans twelve two. Go live with bold intention. Bye for now.